0: Hello and welcome into to In The Pocket Across The Pond. I'm Lewis, as always I'm joined by Alex and Alex. This week on the podcast we're talking what we're thankful for in fantasy football. Um, I've no idea why we're doing that this week but we are um, we're also taking a dip back into the jacuzzi of concern specifically AFC North edition though a lot of big injuries in that division so we're going to talk the collateral damage of that and Alex Sharples is going to talk us through a couple of trades one really fur trade and one not so fur. Pretty, pretty stupid trade. And he's going to talk you through them why one of them is unfur, why one of them is fur. And as always, we're going to be taking a look back at the previous week and we're going to be taking a look forward with our projection beaters. All hits last week, so there's no need to, to go into them in too much detail this week. If you want to get in contact with us, it's in the pocket across the pond at gmail.com. As I said, I'm Lewis. I'm joined by the two Alexes. Off we go. I believe Alex Sharples has prepared a not impromptu at all rendition of Enrique
1: Iglesias' <laughs> hero for our fallen players this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Mark Andrews is coming back at the end of the season. So, All right. Okay, fair, oh, enough, fair, oh, enough, fair, enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. I mean... I think we should just get right into that, the Thursday night game, um, because it was a great example of us, you know, sort of cursing ourselves recording this on a Tuesday or a, or a Wednesday, naturally, and, and a weekly show. But it's like so much stuff happened on that Thursday night game that it was it was almost as if we'd already missed a week's worth of, of NFL content that night. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Ravens came out with a win, Sort of mired by all all of the injuries Uh, Joe Burrow's done for the year. Mark Andrews was done for the year, but maybe not. Maybe he's coming back. The Ravens did win that pretty comfortably, though, um, which was obviously overshadowed by the injuries. But can we talk about the Ravens for a minute? Are are these guys legitimate Super Bowl contenders, Al? Uh, Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's weird. They went through that stage kind of from, what, week three till week nine-ish where they were kind of just suffocating everyone they played. Uh, bad performance last week, and then this week they come out and it's a little bit of a shootout. Um, I suppose it shows that they can win in different ways. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I My confidence is still hit a little bit from last week with the Ravens because we thought they'd got over that. Not putting teams away thing, um, and and I know it sounds stupid that I'm saying this after they've won, but you know Burrow gets injured, the Bengals are never going to win that game. They put up a lot of points, and Lamar Jackson's playing tidy football. Um, still not running the ball as much or effectively, as effectively as I think someone of his talent should be able to. And I think the lack of a guy in the backfield in the running back room might come to hurt them. Um, and the lack of a number one wide receiver. Um, mm. So I guess all, all this means I'm saying no, apparently, because I just don't think Odell Beckham is going to mm. have four catches for 116 yards every week. I think Zay Flows needs to step up and he's not going to. Your best receiver, Mark Andrews, has just got injured. Um, what a... Awful response to a 34-20 yeah. win from me, but uh, I know. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and I mean, I asked that question because the Ravens are eight, eight and three now, one of By the can I just say I know Chirples, um loves to hate on the Cowboys and he loves to um, tell us how many games the Cowboys have lost. Uh, Ravens one of only three teams in the whole NFL with a better record than the Cowboys. Yeah. So, there, there you go. <laughs> Uh,
1: Listen, absolutely grand You ain't going to win anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you agree with Al on the Ravens Because they do have, I believe, best record in the AFC Um, Yeah You know, Mm. currently the team to beat
1: in that that conference What do you think? Uh, I just think um, when push comes to shove They won't win the big games So I don't think they're a true Super Bowl contender Which I think was your initial Question: I think the Chiefs will, yeah. will beat them when it comes to it. I think the Dolphins are beating when it comes to it. Um, I, I think they'll they'll finish top of the division. I think they'll they'll have quite a high seed. But I'm still, and I know we've had Lamar injuries in the past, but I'm still yet to see a definitive win from this team when it really mm. matters. And so until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. I think. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I love it. how we, we like. We
0: liked, before the season, to say this idea that all the best teams were in the AFC. But you look at it and it's like, the Bills don't look great at the minute. The Dolphins can't beat anyone with a winning record. The Chiefs are legit, obviously they're legit, but they did just lose to the Eagles. The Ravens look a bit shaky. The Browns, I think, do look like a great team. But, I mean, are you buying the Jaguars or anyone in the AFC? So, whereas you flick over to the NFC, the Eagles are legit. Cowboys were saying they're legit. San Francisco Lions Vikings are still a good team. Don't mention the NFC so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh let's jump from the first game of the week right to the last game <laughs> of the week then. The Chiefs Eagles uh Eagles taking the Chiefs down. Um I mean to me this this game was was completely dominated by the obvious lack of Receivers for the Chiefs—they just can't get it really done. Like, as opposed to previous years, where it was the Chiefs' defense turning up in big moments to help the offense out, it's flipped on its head now. And that offense is the more consistent sort of cog in that machine. But the offer—the offense isn't isn't turning up when it matters like the defence did in previous years because you've seen Mahomes not connecting with these guys. Kelsey, multiple drop passes. Uh, MVS had what would have been you know, a walk-off game-winning touchdown, which you could argue was slightly overthrown. I know that's what Patrick Mahomes said because Patrick Mahomes is a good leader and isn't throwing his team under the bus. Um, you could argue it was over front. You could also argue that any receiver with his weight catches that for a touchdown. I mean, what do we think yeah. about the Chiefs here? Because again, I will throw it out that I know they've been winning games, but this is a game that the Eagles could have lost easily and they just didn't because of the other team's mistakes. The Eagles could have lost, like the Cowboys game, the Eagles provided their opponent with plenty of chances to win the game and the opponents didn't do that. Sharples, you were going to assess them go on.
1: Yeah, no, I I I agree. I, th- I think the sort of lack of weapons, as as good as an offensive mind as Andy Reid is, as, as good of a player as Patrick Mahomes is. Um, I mean, Travis Kelsey aside, it's like having LeBron James and you know lining him up with a bag of peanuts. Um, that well seen <laughs> the two thousand and eighteen uh, Cavs,
0: otherwise known as yeah yeah yeah,
1: like it, him and a random assortment of objects will still probably win seventy percent of the games in the regular season, um, but it's it's these big games when it matters and it and it's a Super Bowl push when, when, when they're going to get found out. I mean, obviously, you know, Rashi Rice looks like he might be something, but I think they do, if they can, if they've got the cap room, I think they could do with bringing in a marquee wide receiver because you're right. I mean, Mahomes is doing everything he can and he's still got Kelsey, uh, but Kelsey's getting towards that age and he's the only thing on that offence that, that really does anything mm. consistently. So I think it is time that we... Uh, that we try and reel in a, a large fish if we can?
0: Mm, and Al, I mean, a little bit on the Eagles because I know you're pretty high on the Eagles. Oh yeah, I mean, I like they just can't be. They're like just a, a points factory. They do, they'll just churn out points. It's very rare. They, they'll they'll, they'll score. <laughs> points if not a touchdown in three or four quarters of the game so you've just got to try and keep up with them like if, if you look at last night's game seven nothing in the second quarter seven in the third seven in the fourth they're just a bit of a machine that way even when the passing offense isn't clicking Jalen Hurts was really bad through the year, 14 of 22 you know that that win last night I think is all on my guy DeAndre Swift you know, they ran yeah. him into the ground. He had a few nice receptions. Devonta Smith, made, is at his best game of the year? So yeah, yeah. So far. It, it probably will um, be, yeah. Passing game wasn't there. However, they just keep churning these wins out. And we're saying, you know, like we're saying about the Ravens or the Dolphins or the Jaguars, these teams that they've got really good records, but we're like, but we've not been impressed. We've not been impressed. You've not been impressed by some of these Eagles victories, but... Were you ever in doubt that they would win any of them? Yeah. Uh yeah. I just I just think that they're the class of the NFL at the minute and yeah. they're gonna win the Super Bowl uh because they they just keep winning. I mean, Jalen Hurst is a great leader. He's a really, really great leader. Uh and even if he has an off game, it's the guy I'd want to have as my quarterback. So um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's as well, enough, um, yeah, just not only Jalen Hurts, but the, the man who's snapping in the ball every snap, Jason Kelsey. I mean, there's a lot of talk about yeah. Travis at the minute, obviously, running around with that pop star. Uh, Jason Kelsey <laughs> got himself voted as the sixth sexiest man alive last week. I did yes. see that. Sixth.
0: Did see that. There's still hope for you, Sharple's.
1: <laughs> yeah. Women love a bear. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Trav Kelsey, dead quick, hot take. Is this the year? Has it happened? Has the fall happened? I mean, he's nowhere near as dominant as he's been in previous years. But the thing is, he's nowhere near... The past few games, he hasn't seemed as as dominant as he was, like, a month ago. Mm. So... I think this is just maybe a bad patch. I think I think he comes out the last two weeks of the season completely tears it apart, really. I mean, we say this about a man who had what, seventeen fantasy points at the same yeah. position. Yeah. It's great. But uh, yeah, I yeah. know you, I know what you mean. It's it's because he's normally in real life yeah. helping the women's I games. true. Moving on from those games though, a couple of couple of comeback victories. Um, it was great, red zone was great. Yeah, firstly by the Lions. Um, who got got you know down in a pretty bad uh, pretty bad uh, deficit against the Burrs came back in really impressive fashion to win that. Now I know, I know you know you could easily say well they shouldn't have been in that position against the Burrs in the first place, but good teams need to have these games you know it's all well and good stomping teams week to week but it's also good to see that you can dig deep rely on the guys around you and come Huchinson. from behind Aiden Yeah, Hutchinson is a dude yeah. Aidan Hutchinson went second overall of last year's draft name me the player on the defensive line that the Jaguars took first overall Oh, I think he might be called Trayvon Walker okay, but I'm right. not sure but, Yes. What were yeah, the jaguars yeah. doing? Yeah. I mean Aidan Hutchinson, what a player.
1: Yeah. I uh I saw a, a clip of him though, and it's, it's someone said that he runs like Waluigi, and I actually can't unsee it now. <laughs> he he pass rushes <laughs> like Waluigi. Yeah, yeah. Spot on. No, I'm serious. Tripled. Just uh, watch a clip of him, you'll see what I mean.
0: <laughs> we'll do. Shall we call him Waluigi from now on then?
1: I think we should, uh, not that we'll yeah, ever yeah.
0: speak, not that we'll ever talk about him, but yeah. I know. I'm trying to think of a way to insert that into his name. There isn't a really there, isn't, there the isn't a seamless way to no. re- do it on the fly. Um, Wade in a Ouija Hutchin. No <laughs> oh, man, cut that, cut that. <laughs> that is getting cut. Oh no! But Al, yeah. What do you think about these lines? Yeah. The, ooh. Nearly knock something over in this room. Um, that's how much I think I, I'm just I'm just ready to throw throw things through a window like I'm a Lions player. And Dan Campbell's just got me uh, heated. Uh, yeah, they look great. They look together. It's a win, like you alluded to, Lou. That I think they needed. We needed to see that this could come from behind. Face a bit of adversity and uh, win. Um, Amal Russell Brown looks great. Montgomery looks great. Gibbs looks great. Jared Goff. He's playing... I thought this when I watched him the other day. And there's some quarterbacks in the league who you know they're playing really well. I I feel weird using this word for Jared Goff, but you know they're a great player so that when they throw an interception or three in a game, you think to yourself, well, this is just one of those games and he's still going to sling it and they're still probably going to win. Whereas in previous years, that'd be like a Zach Wilson throwing three... Interceptions. Mm. That'd be like, you've got to get Jared Goff out of there. He's not the answer. Mm. After that game, even if they'd have lost, I don't think anyone would have been calling for Jared Goff's head. I think he's transitioned into, maybe that's my criteria for quarterbacks. Maybe my criteria for a great quarterback is... Do you, can you have a three interception game? And I'm still thinking you're a great player. Alex's criteria yeah. for a great quarterback is someone who throws three interceptions. Yeah, basically. <laughs> my, criteria, my criteria for a great quarterback <laughs> is can you throw three interceptions yet no one questions how good you are? No. And... Um, do you get what I mean? That mm. golf seems to have transitioned to that next level. I think he's playing really great. Yeah, okay, Okay. yeah. And, Sharples, I want to get your opinions on the other comeback win, which was, of course, the Denver Broncos. The the steaming, steaming hot Denver Broncos coming from behind to win against the Vikings. What do you reckon about that, Chappels?
1: Um, It's really hard to say, because what if they won? Is it, is it four on the bounce they've won now? So, it's getting it's getting really hard just to sweep it under the rug. I still don't think any of them have been particularly pretty. They've all been quite close from what I remember. Obviously, they only won by a point last night, but fair play, they keep on winning. I mean, with the way that the Chargers have crumbled, and although the Raiders have looked a little bit better since the new coach, they might they might sneak into a, into a playoff berth the way that their division's going. Um, so, you've got to say fair play, but... I just don't know where it's coming because I don't know about you two, but I just find it ha- hard to get excited about anything on that offense, really. Obviously, Wilson's passed his best. We've never seen anything out of Javante Williams. I think we've all recognised that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy aren't going to do it. But, you know, solid defence and, and, and winning games and fair play. They look like they're going to finish maybe around the 9-8, mark, maybe squeaking the playoffs.
0: They're in the they're in the playoff. They're yeah, they are in the playoff, and I will say, Juwan Williams did have a few couple of nice games previous to this. This game wasn't a great one. Mm-hmm. And Cortland Sutton is is as much as he's a meme on this show, he is a solid NFL wide receiver. And he made some clutch mm-hmm. catches in that uh, final drive. Um, you know the, the touchdown grab. There was one before that where he's like, you know, toe tapping it down the sideline. Some really good grabs. The um, I don't know, you know. I, I'll talk about him in a little minute. Um, the Broncos, but yeah, I I thought it was a a good win. Al, what do you think about about these Broncos? Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> no, I mean you know Russell Wilson. He's playing clean football. He's playing clean football. He's still on to throw in the thirties touchdowns and lower than ten uh, interceptions. Um, slinging it for two, 250 yards yeah. as well um, it was never going to snap and and just be what it was supposed to be at the start of last year when, yeah. when Russell Wilson went there and maybe yeah. it's taken yeah. so long that as as Sharples just said, Wilson's not going to be the player that he used to be by the time things get right but um, I think Cortland Sutton's a nice receiver, uh, maybe not a wide receiver one in this league with Jerry Judy certainly is not. Um, so they could do with a piece there, uh, a nice wide receiver in the draft next year, see what Devo- Javante Williams develops into. Um, but yeah, I think I think they could make definitely make the playoffs. Well. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, elsewhere in the league, K-Boys, again, nice win against the Panthers, throwing mm-hmm. it all over the place, defense-dominated, putting up points. The Texans... Uh, competing well earlier than anyone thought they would be I would say um, bit of a sloppy game from CJ Strade, I will say second straight game with more turnovers than touchdowns but I love that quote How many interceptions did he have? Uh, he, he he had three and he's still a great player <laughs> <laughs> There we go <laughs> uh, um, but I love that quote afterwards where he's like yeah well Steph Curry doesn't stop shooting so I'm going to keep letting it ride love that you know Peyton Manning had like double the amount of interceptions that he had touchdowns in his first year or something like that, you know. Keep letting it ride. And um another offensive masterclass by the 49ers as well, the back rolling, um, and the hilarious, hilarious commanders <laughs> losing <laughs> to the Giants. But let's well let's get into these teams then. So impressive victory for the week. I'm gonna go first because I did allude it allude to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Broncos. Because um, they snapped the Vikings' five-game winning streak. Impressive game-winning drive. The Vikings are a decent, decent team. Josh Dobbs is a decent quarterback. But um, yeah, the Broncos. I just thought it was an impressive victory. Ow. Um, impressive victory. I'm gonna go the Eagles because I think that cemented them as uh, the favourites to win the whole. God damn thing the super bowl that must have cemented him to win the super bowl last night so I'm going to go the eagles and yeah. the Uh
1: yeah i uh, i went for the lions uh purely that like we touched on uh, i thought really good comeback and sort of yeah i needed to see them come back from from a kind of uh deficit like this and they did do so uh yeah i went for the lions
0: nice um not buying it when i went for the packers um, against the Chargers, I think I think that Packers win says more about the Chargers than it does the Packers. Uh, I.e., the Chargers' defense is atrocious. Well, mm-hmm. uh, it's got to be the Giants, hasn't it? <laughs> the Giants are terrible, but somehow they are Tommy DeVito with the big win. I almost went the Jaguars because I feel like how uh, the point at the minute they didn't draft Trevor Lawrence for the, for him to. I keep I, This episode, I'm, I keep acting like good things are bad things, but there's no way they drafted Trevor Lawrence for him to rush for two touchdowns. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it feels weird. I remember watching them in London earlier this year and thinking, it feels weird how much he rushes the ball. Yeah. How much that's like, he kind of gets to like his first read. It's not there and he runs. Mm. It feels, yeah,
1: feels off. Uh, I'll go to the Giants though. Chapels uh yeah in less words giants cuz they stink nice uh,
0: worst team um i i uh, resisted the urge genuinely a lot this week to put the commanders but it's because i thought if i put the commanders as the worst team that is a disservice to the giants defense and the commanders defense because they were both they, they both defenses were really good this week i will say um Both had plenty of takeaways, loads of sacks as well. Uh, I think it was uh, Commander's defense had nine sacks, um, four sacks for the Giants. like Both really good, so I feel like it would be a disservice. So I went for the team that is awful offensively and the defense is catching up to them now as well, and that's the Jets. Mm -hmm. The Jets' defense have have just stopped trying now, which I don't blame them, really. So, yeah, yeah, the Jets. Yeah, I also went for... um, for Tim Boyle's Jets <laughs> Yeah sure. <laughs> uh
1: I went for the I went for the Cardinals. Um it just feels like that they want the season to be done already. It's uh, it's like the time that we turned up to Saturday football, um after someone's Halloween party. It was raining. <laughs> we were thirteen nil down at half time, I still had green hair, dyeing my hair. The rest came up to us and said, Do you want to just go home, lads? Um we did, we said yeah, and we uh, got a pasty on the way back from Greenhouse's. That's what the <laughs> Cardinals want to do. <laughs>
0: greenhouses is uh regional um reference there because I believe loads of different regions have their own version of like a greenhouse's like Galloway's in Wigan. Greenhouses is sort of more of a Bolton thing. Yeah. I know like Cheshire have like Chatworths oh, or something. Yeah. Um do you know any more? Travel any more pie shops? I mean, regional? well,
1: I, I would say for for any, you know, someone who's not familiar with these regional pie shops, it, it'd be it's comparable to Greg's. Um Well, no, well, Greg, yeah. Gregg's
0: probably was that regional one in the, North in the northeast. northeast, and then Lake. it exploded. Hmm. And then it, it went absolutely nuclear, yeah. Um, there's it other ones. Ham. There is other ones, though. Um, right in
1: let yeah. us know your yeah. your, us know regional your regional pie, pie shop. shop
0: Um, <laughs> and they do a, do they do a wig and kebab do they do a wig and kebab yeah hmm. heading to the booth it's Brandon Staley that's that section done because he is fired no it's not who's it it's Ryan Tannehill's Ooh. teammate Ryan Tannehill's teammate because the Titans clearly retired oh, Derek Henry yeah. mid-season <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Didn't they? Yeah, I'm just I'm just i I'm, I'm just I just see this retired man there and I, I'm I'm just picking him for a job. He's, I'm not doing the job. The, the Titans have already done it. They've already retired the man. Yeah. You know? True. Derek Henry, ten carries, thirty-eight yards. Wow. Wow. It's, it's meant to be Yeti season we need, as well. Like, right, we'll make a deal now because he wasn't as bad for the first couple of months of the season, as I thought he was. He just wasn't amazing Derek Henry anymore. He's been that awful for two weeks now. If he's terrible this next week, we need a chat next episode's pod about Derek Henry and about, is this is this it? Yeah. To quote Julian Casablanca's, yeah. is this it? Let's get into some of the best players uh, from this past week, though. Funnily enough... um a bit of a correlation with our players that we had an intervention with last week. They heard us. They did hear us. Mm-hmm. Um, you were losing your mind over Calvin Ridley. Yes, because <laughs> in no, there was no world where I was ever going to start Calvin Ridley last week because he'd been absolute garbage. So it's like... He's he's going off for two touchdowns and however many yards and getting Pebble with tags. It's like, this is no good for anyone, mate. Because I know on the podcast, I probably said, never play him again. Yeah, well, you obviously didn't CC um, Pollard into the email when you emailed uh, Lawrence and Ridley the the podcast episode last week. Pollard didn't get the memo. He was alright though, wasn't he? Anyway, top five of the position, quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Brock Purdy, Justin Herbert, another nice game, Lamar Jackson, Tommy DeVito. Get in. Which is how bad the commanders are. Um, Or how how decimated the quarterback position is. Or how good Tommy DeVito is. That one as well. (laughs) (laughs) Running back, Saquon Barkley, Jalen Warren. Yeah, that kind of came on one huge run. It did sort of, really, a little they bit. They had yeah. nothing. They no. He, like, doubled I the know. yards for the entire game on that one I run. I know, and, you know, uh, Harris still had more rushing attempts than yeah. him and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, Jameer Gibbs, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Nixon, i have put here. We know it's Joe Nixon, but Joe Nixon. Really? Uh, he was top five? He was, I know. Slow week. He, Slow God, week made. indeed. Uh, Richard White. Nixon top Richard five. Richard Nixon top five. Top five what? <laughs> could be uh, many <laughs> <laughs> Could be could be many yeah. things. <laughs> Taping criminals <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> talking heads on Futurama. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Good. he's up there. He's up there. He is I up there. Loved a Charleston chew. This <laughs> is <laughs> um, wide receiver Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley, Tyreek Hill, Tank Dell, Keenan Allen. Uh, honestly, I feel like we're repeating ourselves. I feel like I'm getting deja vu saying Tank Dell and Keenan Allen in this section as well. Um, even though you do the section, not me, but you get the idea. Um, Brandon Ayuk as well, and then tight end Kittle, Kelsey, Oliver. Dividend Joku and also smart. Who the hell's that? One of the many Chargers tight ends who isn't Gerald Everett. Donald Parham. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. one of them as well. Uh any notes on any of these players, guys, who did who did well this week? Brandon Ayuk looks really good. He look, like when he's not a bit banged up like he had been for the past few weeks. Well, I mean him him and Debo. It's weird how he's overtaken. Debo is the wide receiver one on that team. Dang. Would you would you go as far to say um, he's the Himmy of the week? Would you be as cringe bag as ESPN Himmy? The Him Awards. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna actually. I thought you were gonna ask me a sensible question, like who would you rather have for fantasy rest of season: Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel? I wanted to ask you an absolute drivel question, which is what they usually say on ESPN. <laughs> who, would, who would you have? Ayuk or Debo rest of season. Ayuk, because he's got The the report's there, like the rapport with Purdy as like for as long as Purdy's been the quarterback, it's it's always seemed to be with Ayuk over over Debo. Sharps.
1: Ooh, tough one, but yeah, I think I think I'd have to say Ayuk as well.
0: Yeah, I you just Debo's one of those. It's like it's like Lamar Jackson you know you you know you know what Lamar Jackson did a few years ago so you're always wanting that you know what Debo Samuel did two seasons ago so that possibility always seems there it's why it's why why people like Cooper Cup are still going to be drafted super high next year
1: because that possibility is always there yeah Yeah. I feel like CMC coming though sort of cut his ceiling down a little bit because he wasn't going to be that dual threat wide receiver running back Anymore yeah. like he was for that weird sort of spell. Um, yeah. Which I think has taken the shine off him a little bit. Of
0: course. Mm-hmm. Uh, any notes on any of these players that did really well, Sharples, this week?
1: Um, I, just I, we, briefly mention him, I would just like to say that having uh, Brock Purdy on my fantasy team is like having a warm glass of Horlicks um, <laughs> oh. in, in my lineup. Ooh. I just, I, I feel so safe. When he's there, um, it's, not, it's never too exciting. I mean, obviously it was 26 points last week, which was which is I think must be a season high. But I'm I'm never really too worried about Boston I always feel like he's going to get around that 16, 17 point mark, and it's just very nice. And I I'm sort of wondering in in your your minds where where is he getting drafted next year? What what sort of range do you have him in?
0: Um, I mean, I don't really know. For like, he he'll be he. He's not gonna be up there with like you know the standard guys. Um, if I a, said quarterback like, seven, he's, well, he's always gonna be a better real life quarterback than fancy quarterback. I think. Apparently. I agree. I for me, I think he's always gonna be. In the region of eight to ten, eight to twelve, yeah, it, it, something it, like it that kills you. Saying that you you have to draft complete rubbish like Justin Fields over him, but that's how fantasy football works. Justin Fields is nowhere near as good a quarterback as Brock Purdy is. That's not how fantasy works, though. Yeah, true, mm. true, but yeah, Brock, Brock Purdy again, really yeah. looking really yeah. good. You know, coming off that that bad spell, uh, show. Um, DeAndre Swift out as well no a guy that uh, we, a guy that <laughs> a guy that we just because I went just because I went I went I went to sleep I needed 14 points off my guy DeAndre Swift it we was know. time to get swifty. <laughs> um, Rick and Morty reference that mate shut up uh, shut up no affiliation <laughs> with that show um, whatsoever. whatsoever I've not watched it in years to be fair um, you had it on before we did this yeah you're watching it now. I know. We have to cut all this audio out. You can just hear it in the background. Um, <laughs> I needed 14 points off of my guy, DeAndre Swift, uh, to beat a guy called Chris, who I think listens to this show, I think. Hamstry. Uh, Hamstry. Chris Hamstry. I think he might listen to this show, and just for when he's listening to this at some point this week or next week, I just want to say, ha, 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 ha. It's what is what is incredibly funny about this story is it's incredibly selective because you use one exa- example of having Deandre Swift in a league where you won. You did have Deandre Swift in another league where you against where you were against somebody else, someone actually a bit closer to this podcast. Do you want to enlighten us on that one? Emily in one league. <laughs> okay. Uh, the <laughs> listeners can infer i think what i'm I saying. I lost to Sharples, yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, do you know when you've got one of those leagues where you just like you just try stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you, you just try stuff out. You you'll put like um Well, you'll try you'll try winning for once. I put Joe flick in just in case he's playing was uh Faster Cleveland. <laughs> right, moving on. Uh, I just want to say uh Barkley looked mint like he is <laughs> yeah, he is yeah. that offense and that worked cool and also did you see that tankdale touchdown oh my catch? goodness yes very yes, nice yes. um kylan nearly threw a similar one yeah um yeah. but yeah uh let's move on to the players who were not good though uh jamar chase obviously Ooh. some of that is to do with joe burrow austin eckler there was some pretty memey clips going round of Austin Eckler looking like an absolute tank. Not in a good way. Not in I do not mean in a good way. Do you mean James Harden in the light blue uniform? I mean James yeah. Harden in oh. the light blue uniform. I mean I mean like <laughs> oh. I mean I mean tank, Straight not in not the meatball. Not in the not in the sense of he's running through guys, tank in the sense of he looks unbelievably slow. Um, oh I thought you meant that he he looked like No 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 no. Right. He, okay. he looked really he looked quite slow. Stefan Diggs, the the squeaky the brother of the squeaky wheel. No the the the, the wheel's squeaky brother Um somewhat like Pardon? that. Pardon? Um Yeah, Stefan Diggs had a bad game. Um which also came after his brother was calling out his quarterback. Garrett Wilson and A. J. Brown also had weeks to forget. Really, um,
1: yeah, I'd just like to thank AJ Brown because, um, I was against him this week and I had a good 30 point cushion, um, but you never know with AJ Brown, you know, because obviously he scored big points, um, so for him to just pop up with 1.6 was just terrific,
0: absolutely, yeah, now, it was, that was that's a shocking one because AJ Brown's been on a complete uh, yeah, I'm just it's... watching this Austin Eckler run, now clip, go on, describe it to us. So he, he's got the ball out of the backfield, just nervous handing it to him, he's broken out left. And he's... It looks a bit like it's a halftime show and they've done, like, a, a pump return for a million dollars and someone's, <laughs> someone's 50-year-old dad's just having a go of it. That's, that's what it looks like yeah, a little yeah, bit. Little that's bit. not good. No. Oh, God. Marty, when was this? Um, it's first quarter as well. It's in the first quarter. He should have a lot of juice left oh. as well. Um Speaking of running backs, though, yeah, Josh Jacobs also with a week to forget. Travis Etienne, surprisingly, considering the Jags put up so many points, uh, Trevor Lawrence was stealing all his touchdowns. We yeah, spoke about Derek right Henry right as well. Off. All these guys, I mean, is any of these going to stick? I mean, I have spoke, we spoke about Derek Henry. And any of the rest of them, I mean, I'm obviously worried about Garrett Wilson. We'll just see about the quarterback change. But what do you think, Al? Well, I'm worried about Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. we we'll get into if, that. I think if Jamar Chase is banged up, uh, yeah. there's a possibility of them kind of shutting him down. Don't in a couple do of weeks. not say that. Sorry, I know I put I put that into the universe now, but don't yeah. don't 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 don't. Uh, but right, let, let's move on to just swiftly on and swiftly through our projection beaters oh. out because it was a week to forget for us as well. um Go April on, Fools.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a shocker. It was a real shocker. I,
1: my I my didn't, I I, it about.
0: got to about 9 o'clock on Sunday and I thought to myself, wow, I've not thought much about our projection beaters. Let me just see how mm. they've got on. Uh, wish I hadn't have looked. Uh, Kylo was all right, though. He had a nice game. He wasn't quite a hit because of the uh, of the large projection that he had. A-chan... Uh, got injured so that's nothing mm-hmm. Christian Kirk it was a passable game but it was a miss and must had a passable game so Lewis didn't have a terrible week I had Russ 14 points let's ride it was fine um Aaron Jones got injured looked really bad Luke, you're, you're gonna get into that later. yeah it wasn't as bad as it looked it looked it looked like those five people bending his leg the wrong way um, mm. Hollywood Brown and Tyler Higby were complete whiffs from me I apologise um, maybe we should adjust our uh, expectations on this Cardinals offence as Sharples alluded to uh, about 5-10 minutes ago um, I was sure that Hollywood and Kyler were connecting this game and they just didn't and uh, Higby was a bit of a shot in the dark but uh, the Rams did win that game Josh Dobbs, 16.9 points. I think he plays he plays cleaner football than that moving forward and you can definitely start him for fantasy. Singletree was nice though, for Sharples, nineteen point eight points. Shame Damien Pierce is probably gonna come back soon. Um but then Cooper and Komet again. Just not a great time for our wide receivers last week. Not a great time at all. Um you'd think it would be the running backs that we missed on considering um President Nixon was there. Number five overall. <laughs> um, President Nixon's head from Futurama. Yeah, um, you win some, you lose some, lads. Um, we, we lost every, every goddamn one. <laughs> <laughs> Swiftly on, though, to some lighter news. Bit of lighter news. Let's get into the injuries. God, <laughs> God. Wow. So Joe Burrow, oh, he's done oh. for the year. Suffered a torn ligament in his right wrist in the in a in the loss. You could see it when it happened, he threw a touchdown on it and you could see he was I thought I saw the video. I don't know about you two, I saw the video when he throws it in the catch for a touchdown and he's like holding his I thought it was like a celebration. Like he's like, Oh wow, my hand's on fire. Boiling like, <laughs> <he's laughs> fire. Yeah. And I was like, Cool <laughs> Someone needs <laughs> someone needs to sit the Bengal's owner and the coaching staff and the director of football or whatever they call it over there, what do they call it? The GM. Mm. They need to sit them down and tell them the cautionary tale of Andrew Luck. Yeah. Because with the injuries that Burroughs had this far into his career, which isn't very far, um, he's going to be retired in five years. They need to sort um, that out. Did you see that uh,
1: graphic that was going around about the sack numbers? At this yeah. point in the careers, and I think really... Luck was on something about 110, and Burrow's on something like 160 at the yeah. same point. And, and Andrew Look, you know what happened with yeah. with Andrew? And
0: Andrew Luck was just as good as, if not, depending on who better. you ask, a little bit better just than Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow's one of the three best quarterbacks in the whole league. And mm-hmm. Andrew Luck's body couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, and he was a thicker guy than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's a really big a guy. guy. With two C's, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um same game Mark Andrews suffered a cracked fibula um and an ankle ligament injury. He's more than likely done for the season as we were saying before like they they've sort of worded it like he might come back if he does I've got a feeling that will be if um the Ravens have a deep playoff run and they need him back. Um he will make his way back somehow. I I would say that he's done for fantasy football yeah. this year. So um, you should likely what?
1: claim his replacement on waivers. Yes, Isaiah. Likely, I agree. And also listen to "Hero" by Enrique Iglesias on repeat.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh Aaron Jones exited early with a nasty looking knee injury, like you said, Al. But tests showed ACL is intact. Um, unlikely to play in week 12 not surprised but shouldn't it doesn't sound like he's going to be out for a lengthy amount of time um, but yeah so avoided a major catastrophic injury there um, Cooper Cup suffered a low ankle sprain and didn't return to his game yeah he's, um, on, isn't he? yeah, he's considered day to day obviously low ankle sprain not as bad as a high ankle sprain um, but you know his status will very much be in question for week 12 Devon A. Chan ruled out very early in the second quarter after he just landed on his injured knee and uh, was held out as a precaution. He was actually apparently um, wanting to come back on the field protesting, but they wouldn't let him come back on. So he's considered day-to-day. He's not been ruled out of the Week 12 game against the Jets, but just keep an eye on that. Obviously... You know, that that's the risk in starting guys like that who are coming back from injury. Sometimes they're absolutely fine. You know, I would say, obviously before the week, there was just as much chance of this happening as there was him having a 150 rushing yard game. You know, you, you yeah. just don't know. He only needs two carries for that. Exactly. Um, Geno Smith exited briefly in uh, the Seahawks-Rams game with an elbow and a tricep, in, tricep injuries. Uh, but he he did come back in the game. And led a very impressive non-game winning field goal that was hilarious. Did you see that? They they literally it was time was running down. They worked it into field goal range, and uh, yeah, Jason Myers missed, and they lost. Amazing stuff. You yeah. love you love to see anything like that. Yeah. Um, same game. Ken Walker ruled out with a as Pete Carroll says legit oblique strain Ooh. Uh, Ooh. probably going to miss week 12 because it's a short week for the Seahawks uh, yeah if Carbonnet's out there oh yeah can, have look can at I Carbonnet. just
1: say I, I had Carbonnet on, on my bench for 11 weeks in, in our sleeper league and dropped him to to uh, to add David and Joku because Mark Andrews went down and <laughs> now Ken Walker goes out and he actually might be relevant
0: yeah I think it's karma for me dropping Ken Walker last year. Mm. And you scooping him up, you devil. And then, last but not least, I put this, because I feel like it's the least relevant, um, Deshaun Watson to undergo season-ending shoulder surgery. So he's also done for the year. Deshaun Watson reminds me of when I used to work at Tesco, because I also used to get paid for doing nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, before we get into some of the news though, I want to, I want to bring, I want to throw it back to a, to a segment from last year, which I wasn't actually present for. I was on holiday at the time. Now I remember, I remember, I remember, I I, I still remember I was, I was on a train, um, in Italy. Um, I was on a train in Italy between Venice and Milan. Right. God. And I tune into the podcast and you, I don't think you'd have been the only person between Venice and Milan tuning in. No, no, I saw a bloke just up, and he was like, you listen to this podcast? I was like, I run it. And he's like, you do a class job. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next but better. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they played it over the over the tannoy of the train. Good. Uh, and then I remember hearing you say, we're, we're in the jacuzzi of concern, and I'm like, God. What? I'm gone for a week. I'm gone for a week and we've invented the best segment yeah. there ever was. So I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I want to do an AFC North edition of the Jacuzzi of Concern really quickly. Um, basically talking about the injuries to players on the Browns, on the Ravens, on the Bengals, and what it, what you're getting in the Jacuzzi of Concern about the, the players left, about the collateral damage. Okay. I'm going to start with Joe Burrow. Jacuzzi of Concern, lads, for the pass catchers and this offense in general. Al. You could brew tea in this jacuzzi, mate. It's that hot. It's boiling. <laughs> I'm out. I was already kind of out on T Higgins because I've been trying to get out of him everywhere that I have him the past few weeks, just because of the injuries. But then this idea that Chase is a bit banged up as well. Um, I don't think Higgins is going to even be on the team next year, so they can't even see it out and get to a Super Bowl to say goodbye <laughs> to him. Whoever the quarterback is, is not going to be Joe Burrow. Uh, their offensive philosophy might change. They're not going to win very many games. Um, you need one of the best quarterbacks in the whole league to facilitate two fantasy relevant wide receivers. And Higgins and Chase have been okay at best this year, in in context with what we thought they were going to be. Yeah. So nah. Are I'm, you are I'm you in t- the same jacuzzi, chapels?
1: Yeah. Um, there's there's bits of carrots floating in. Onion, um, some seasonings. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a soup. I'm a witch's witches. You're pot. In a broth. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's done. I'm afraid there, there's not there's nothing else to say. It's it's. I it's would,
0: done. I would so go out there and try to trade Jamar Chase for Mike Evans. Okay. Because I don't think you could get someone like a Momras and Brown. No, but I think you could get Mike Evans, and Mike Evans has been great this year. So I would do that. I don't want to say that we we condone that as a podcast because I don't know what you two think, but I would do that. It's a it's a thinker. It's a thinker. I do. Um, it. I wouldn't just because I want I, I want to see. I you know you never know. Jamar Chase could get by because he's going to get peppered with targets probably. True. Um, who,
1: who is um, who's the backup? Sorry, Jake Browning. Yeah. It is. Oh, no. That doesn't inspire doesn't inspire any confidence. Just his name alone. It's not great Jake... enough.
0: Platinuming. Listen, I know we're not talking about Chad Johnson here. Chet Johnson. But <laughs> oh. not every, not everyone can right. be Chet jo- not everyone can be Chet Johnson, Sharpo's. Jake True. Browning. You know? Mm-hmm. Fine name, I would say. Quarterback poly questionable. Um Raven's jacuzzi of concern, specifically for Lamar Jackson here with Ooh. with Mark Andrews now being out. Sharple's you start us out with this one.
1: Um, no, I think I'm I think I'm just on a mild simmer. Um, I think I think his t- his throwing touchdown numbers will fall off a little bit because uh, he loves he loves throwing uh, throwing up to Mark Andrews in in the red zone in the end zone so he can come up grab it with those big paws. Uh, but with with Lamar, I mean, he's he's still going to be that rushing threat. Um, I still think Zay Flowers can can be a really exciting piece. Um, so I th- I think yeah, I think with his legs and with the talent that he does have, although I think he could do with a little bit more, I think he's I think he's going to be okay. I don't think we'll see too much of a drop off.
0: Okay, so like a nice you know lukewarm bath. Yeah, Al that's similar. We're in the same jacuzzi because I think it might mean Lamar runs it a bit. Which could be better for fantasy. Um Plus, I don't think Mike Andrews uh, had really gotten into his stride yet this season, th- three months in. Of course, uh, but yeah. And uh, finally, <clears throat> the Browns. I'm I'm talking specifically the the pass catchers here, not ju- not just the offense. Amara Cooper mainly as well. Uh, Deshaun Watson now being out. What's the jacuzzi looking like for a Mary Cooper? Al. Um, it's pretty hot. It's not as hot as it was um, with with the Bengals wide receivers, but I, I'm pretty uncomfortable. I don't want to sit in here for very long. <laughs> um, the quarterback, um, Doreen Thompson-Robinson, Oh, if if Dorian Thompson Robinson was throwing it to Donovan Peoples Jones, we would be oh, in for a treat. Wow, that would oh, Why did why DTI did Donny Peeps j um, Yeah Dorian I, mean, I mean Dorian yeah. Thompson Robinson out of UCLA, not a super high uh, prospect, clearly got some talent, mainly with his legs. Um looked a looked a little bit overmatched, maybe they put nine year old Joe Flacco in there. And he throws it up to Amari Cooper and only Amari Cooper. But yeah, um bit concerned on this one. Especially since Cooper's look really good this year. And Sharples.
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's a tough one really. Um I think probably less concerned just because I mean with with someone like Jamar Chase when he really goes off, you know, like when he got the forty five points in one game against me. Um, you know, two of those were like sixty-yard touchdowns, whereas Cooper doesn't really do that. And so, the fact that he's gone from a the, the fact that he's got a downgrade at quarterback, that's not really going to stop him from you know doing his usual six receptions for eighty, seventy, eighty yards. So I think considering where you drafted Cooper, you, you you're probably not too far off that. Whereas if we go back to you know me being in the in the soup with Chase. That guy was probably a, you know, second or third overall pick, and mm. now he's yeah. you know, we're talking about trading him for someone like Mike Evans, who who again, great player, but don't know where he was drafted. Sixth round, wasn't it? Um, yeah. so it's just levels to it, I think.
0: Of course, yeah. And um I, I mean, all valid points I just couldn't get the thought out of my head that we've been robbed of the Donny Peeps chair and Dory Tommer Combination, yeah, yeah. Uh, But moving on to a bit of news, um, Zach Wells—that is Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach is not well, son, because he's been benched for Tim Boyle. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. And as you alluded to how the Browns are signing Joe Flacco
1: from Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: Ooh, Tim Boyle. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think his name's Charles in Brooklyn Charles happens. Boyle. Oh, Charles, Charles.
0: Boyle. Uh yeah, Brain signing Joe Flacco as well, so he potentially will be the star in the next few weeks. Uh and then the Patriots um this coming week are gonna play a different quarterback on every drive by the sounds of it. <laughs> Chapels, you had a little bit on trades you wanted to talk about.
1: Yes, I did. So I got um two very different trade offers this week and it just highlighted to me, you know, uh, what is a good trade and, and what is a bad trade and just, just sort of what to look for. So, first of all, uh, I'll reel off the good trade, which was sent to us by our very own dearly beloved Alex Brindle. Um, so, this was in our Sleeper League. Uh, I have That's Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews had uh, gone down with, with the injury. At this at this time, we thought season ended. Uh, so, I was in need of a tight end, didn't have a backup. Um, Alex offered me George Kittle uh, for Mike Evans. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a quick look at Alex's roster. He had uh, Dalton Kincaid nestled on the bench. Uh, And so I thought it was just a really good example of a trade that benefits both parties. So Al had obviously realised he had a bit of a logjam at tight end. Um, That was a place that he could probably move on from, get some value back. He identified a need that I had in that I'd just lost a Premier tight end. I needed a new one. Um, He looked down my roster. I thought Mike Evans was pretty fair. Um, compensation. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I've not got a great team in that one, so it's either a really good wide receiver or not a very good one. Uh, and I just thought it was a good example of not just thinking, "Oh, I want to play. I'm going to get him." You know, it's studying your own roster, looking around, and realizing that the trade has to work for for both parties. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was that was the ideal way to uh, approach a trade and the things that you should look out for. Get value for yourself, but also recognise you have to give value to the other person in order mm. for it to go through. Unless yeah. you're just and a Silverstone devil like myself, but unfortunately yeah. can't be like that. And, and, um, you, and, you, rejected, in, and you rejected it, didn't you as actually, well? Actually, not You rejected you it, that, you, you rejected the trade. I'll comment <laughs> on it in
0: that way. You rejected <laughs> the trade. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, what I will say is... Um, I knew that Mike Evans... I I know the value of Mike Evans. We're not in draft season anymore where Mike Evans was a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick this year because they didn't know what Baker Mayfield was going to be. Mike Evans has been legit all year. So I knew that I had to offer you my better tight end in George Kittle rather than... Because you wouldn't have have taken Kincaid. So it was about me being like, okay, well, I'm going to have to offer him Kittle because I want Evans, but I'll be fine with Kincaid as my tight end. So yeah, it's um, it's it's weighing it up. It's not like it's not like I wanted to get rid of George Kale. It would have been a lot easier for me to offer up Dalton Kincaid, who I think I picked up off the way wire in that league. But yeah, like you're saying, it's it's weighing up what you want, what the other team needs,
1: yeah. No, and to be fair, the only reason I rejected it is because uh Andrews was already locked into my lineup and I couldn't afford to lose Evans because I had no one on the bench. Um, although I still got hammered in the week anyway so I probably could have accepted it Um, but then moving on to uh, what I deem to be an absolutely terrible trade uh, in a different league Um, so in this particular league um, it's good to point out that I already have Travis Kelsey uh, as my tight end one and Keenan Allen so I was offered a trade of um, I would be giving up Keenan Allen and the other person would be sending me DK Metcalf and Evan Engram Um, so Mm. for a bit of context Keenan Allen I believe is the wide receiver two on the season and I want to say DK Metcalf was around about the wide receiver 38 when I last checked Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously a great player but it's not coming together this season Um, the addition of Evan Engram you know that's clearly just a case of he's gone oh well he's not going to do a like for like swap so I'm going to add another piece but if he'd have looked at my roster he'd have seen that Evan Engram adds no value to me whatsoever because I've already got Travis Kelsey I'm never going to bench Travis Kelsey for Evan Engram, so there's no point in having him. It adds no value to me. Also, I thought it was a little bit cheeky, the fact that it was DK Metcalf in the first place. You know, It could have been someone a bit more realistic. But again, to me, that's just a classic example of he's gone, he's looked around, seen a player that he likes, gone, I want him, I'm just going to bundle up two players and see if he accepts. That trade is never going to go through. He's not considered it from my point of view. Uh, And I just think that is the absolute wrong way to approach trade. So I just wanted to highlight the difference between value propositions and actually considering the other person's perspective before you send out a stupid trade um, and that gets slapped back to you like a Roger Federer returning a serve at Wimbledon. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I think... uh... (laughs) Very, very, very good advice, there, Sharples. Exactly, you, you gotta, you gotta look at the context when you're trading. Mm-hmm. Really, you can't, you <laughs> can't just be like, I like this player and this player, and uh, I'm just gonna shoot you these guys because I don't want them. They're expendable to me. Well, no, sure. no, you have to make a trade that works for both sides, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're in a league with a bunch of idiots. Which you sound like you are apples with this person. I hope they listen <laughs> to the podcast because <laughs> yes. uh, they're an idiot. Yeah. Anyway, ow. Thanksgiving week remember to do your teams Wednesday night Thursday Mm. morning there's three games on Thursday but we're just gonna briefly say what we're thankful for this fantasy football season Uh, I'll go first I'm thankful for D'Amico Ryans (laughs) nice because he and his Texans team have produced three fantasy studs on a team where we expected maybe one at best they play great football to watch on Red Zone and they provided the league with one of those teams that are involved in games where you want fantasy pieces otherwise known as shootouts. Texans are in there just like I think the the Lions and the Seahawks got added into that shootout kind of category last year. You want players in those Texans games. Thank you D'Amico Ryans. Lou? Uh, I'm thankful for the 2023 rookie draft class um, CJ Stroud, as you probably alluded to the 7th overall um, in fantasy scoring among quarterbacks Anthony Richardson before he got injured he was he was fifth, top 15 in points per game uh, the running back position B. John Robinson 17th overall Jameer Gibbs 8th overall Devon A. Chan, 28th overall and that's with being on IR he's actually 2nd in points per game uh, across all running backs Five wide receiver, five rookie wide receivers in the top thirty six Nakua ninth, Addison thirteenth, Dell sixteenth, just to name the the big guns, and two top eight tight ends, Laporta uh, uh, Laporta fifth and Kincaid eighth. That is I'm pretty sure that's unheard of in recent memory. Fantastic fantasy options to come for many, many years. Yes.
1: Sharps. Yeah so um for me, this is this is a um, a point that gets hammered home the the more sort of leagues that I join because the the league that I care about, the one that we're all in, obviously, uh, Al Alex is the commissioner, does a grand job. Um, you know, we can mm-hmm. we that that league's been going for a few years now. We're all in a group chat together. We can tweak it, you know, respond to feedback, that kind of stuff. You know, we've we've made it our own. But obviously, when you know when you're joining a, a random league with randomers, it's 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 the set format. And being in our lovely wholesome league. It just makes me so thankful that we got rid of kickers. <laughs> um, because I, I'm, in, I'm in other leagues where, you know, and obviously the standard format, you have kickers. They're pointless. Uh, they're no yeah. fun. Uh, there's no skill to picking them. You don't know when they're going to have a good week uh, yeah. or a bad week. Um, a- unless you get Justin Tucker and then you get idiots who are picking him in like the seventh round. Th- there's yeah. there's just no point. Um yeah and and it's incredibly incredibly annoying and and i hate them mm. so uh, yeah i'm thankful that we that we scrap mm. kickers and i would uh any I would recommend to anyone that's listening that's uh, currently dealing with the nightmare that is kickers next year if you're in a league that you can have an influence on get rid of them mm. because you will uh you'll love it swap him for a flex player so much better
0: richard him justin kicker
1: Justin kicker. Someone
0: said. Uh, Someone said that already, haven't they? <laughs> um, yeah. They're not like defenses that you can kind of judge it by. It's a bit more up. predictive, yeah, yeah. Defenses, yeah. Yes. Well, that's what we're thankful for. Moving on. Looking ahead, week twelve. Week twelve. Um, looking at those fantasy pieces that are. In your lineups, no teams on bye this week. Love that. Yeah. Um, we'll start it as we always do. Forget about it. The forget about it section, guys that are locked into your lineup that we're not going to chat about, but don't be an idiot. <laughs> Keep them in there. Quarterback Allen Lamar Mahomes Prescott and Herbert. Forget about it. Running back McCaffrey, that tank Eckler. <laughs> ETN, Kamara, Barkley, Jacobs, Johnny T, Brian Robinson Jr. and Jameer Gibbs. Forget about it. Wish we had a nickname for one of those players. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wide receiver, AJ Brian Tyrick Hill. Is Cooper Cup going to play? Uh, potentially leave him in there. Jamar Chase, despite what we just said. Diggs, Marlon and Brown, Keenan Allen, CD Lamb, Mike Evans.
1: Forget about it!
0: And tight end TJ Hogginson, Sam Porter, George Kittle, and Taylor Swift's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it! On to the projection beaters. <clears throat> the players that we actually think are going to uh, outscore the ESPN projections by more than four. Fantasy, points, big time, bounce, back, weak, lads. How are we bouncing back at the running back position, Lou? We're bouncing back with B. John Robinson. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Projected 14.6, a bit of a steep projection. And if you're listening to this, you're probably seeing that big red number next to Robinson on your fantasy football platform, indicating that it's a bad matchup. I feel like that's a bit misleading. Um He's against the Saints this week. And the Saints have actually uh, been allowing 148 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown per game over the last three games. Um Become a bit of an exploitable area of that defense, I'd say. Uh So, you know, in spite of Arthur Smith... The Falcons do have the weapons to 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 make the most of that weakness. Uh, specifically, Robinson, who we saw sort of completely take control of the backfield uh, in the Falcons' previous game, he had 22 rushing attempts, which is almost double that of Patterson and Algier combined. Um, you know, more importantly, he was also successful on those carries. He averaged 4.3 yards per carry, uh, 95 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown. I feel like the Falcons coaching staff are sort of slowly realising, oh yeah, we drafted a guy in the first round, didn't we? Uh, yeah, you did. Um, so they're starting to put the ball in his hands more and uh, that's allowing Robinson to showcase why he was drafted that highly. Um, and I, I think that continues this week against an also stumbling Saints team. Bit of a bit of winner takes all game in the <coughs> NFC South as well. Uh, I, th- I think Robinson has a good game. Nice. I'm going to go to Andrew Swift. I love this one. Swift is my guy, as I've said a million times just this episode. He's a loving life as the Philadelphia running back one. Not only is he the current running back seven on the season, averaging 15 fantasy points a game, but he also won me my week, if I've not said already, against a listener of the show called Chris, I think he's called. Hamstry. Um, Chris Hamstry. <laughs> Just bring that up twice for you. He's gone over 100 scrimmage yards four times this year already, including this past week against the Chiefs. And he gets a 15.6 point projection this week against Buffalo. I think people are starting to cotton on to the fact that Buffalo are not great at defending the run. Give up a huge... 36 point game earlier in the season to Travis Etienne and over the past weeks they've given up a combined 40 fantasy points to Javante Williams and Brees Hall so with Swift's talent and the Eagles' relentless running game, Swift is a bit of a smash play this week against the, the Buffalo Bills, Jackals
1: Yeah uh, just dead quick um, Lou, the, the the way that um, you feel when Al mentions Jandro uh, Swift is how I feel when uh, you guys mention the Cowboy, just so you know how, <laughs> how it feels the cowboy. Um, cowboy did I say Cowboy yeah Cowboys uh, who is he all the, all the Cowboys Clint Eastwood <laughs> <laughs> Clint
0: Eastwood we never talk about Clint Eastwood <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, my running back is Rashard White uh, projected 15 points um, I was very shocked to see this because he, he's on my roster but he's snuck his way up through the back door to be the running back 6 on the year so far which I think is absolutely mental Uh, Going up against Indiana, who are currently giving up the 4th most uh, points to fantasy running backs, Um, I think it should be a relatively uh, even game, which generally is a a favourable game script for running backs. But the thing that Rashad White's been showing over the past 4 or 5 games is that he's pretty game script proof. He's had games where he's had 20 carries, a couple of rushing touchdowns, so he's shown he he can do that when the game calls for it. But there's been a couple of games where he's only had nine carries, but in those games he's had seven targets in each. So when the run game's not working, he's being thrown to consistently. Uh, good <clears throat> receiving threat, good rushing threat. Seems like he's doing it all. Uh, I think a projection of 15 is an absolute snip this week against the Colts. Nice.
0: Uh, let's go wide receiverly. I'm gonna go with Michael Pittman Jr projected fifteen point one points. I'm I'm going with the higher projections, you know. Um I'm not not messing around this week. I think these are guys I think are gonna go absolutely off. Um so yeah, in, in games that Gardner Minshew's played, Pittman is averaging over ten targets a game, which is a pretty eye watering stat. Um in spite of that though, Pittman yet yeah, he's only surpassed twenty fantasy points once this year. Uh he's, he's been consistently solid but not really a game-breaker for you. Uh, Partly due to sort of low touchdown numbers, uh, only caught three so far on the season, and relatively low yardage totals as well in in relation to his receptions. But I I feel like this matchup in particular is one that can rectify those shortcomings, as he's going up against the team you just spoke about, Sharples, a, a pretty reeling buccaneers team who are who are giving up over 306 passing yards a game over the last month of the season uh that they are ridiculous numbers you you have to target this secondary basically um you know we know this colts team is volatile the the matchups they easily get out of hand we've seen that but that's also somewhat true for the books so you know we know minchu he's a gunslinger um, can be relied upon in these when these matchups get sort of spicy and high scoring. So the matchups there, the quarterback's reliable enough. I think. I think Pittman goes off this week. I'm calling it. Nice. And I'm gonna go uh, Josh Downs, wide receiver for the Indianapolis <laughs> <laughs> Colts. <laughs> Okay, so this is a end. shootout between this is a shootout between us two. Yeah, guys. I'm calling my shot. I wanted to go one one v one against you this week, Lou. Um, projected just the ten points, so five points less than Pittman. Okay, that's um, safer than me. Go on. We know about the Tampa Bay defense because Lou's just told us. <laughs> <laughs> but from weeks five to eight, Downs was on a bit of a tour, averaging more than sixteen fancy points in that time frame. Uh, it was a real breakout. However, he got hurt in week nine, which kind of hampered him in week 10 as well. Fast forward, now week 12, off the bye week, he's healthy again. He's going to bounce back. This Colts, they're a rushing team, but also they're also just a great offense in general. No one has gone over 20 points more than the Colts in the whole NFL. And um, yeah, Tampa Bay good at stopping the run, not very good at stopping the pass. I think what we saw from Downs in that three-week period before he got hurt, is what we're going to see again. Now he's uh, healthy, so uh, I'm going Josh Downs. Interesting. Sharps.
1: Uh, I've gone for wide receiver for the Houston Texans, uh, Austin Eckler Dell, uh, Tank Dell. <laughs> projected, uh, uh, projected 15 points, which I think is very measly, um, considering that uh, considering his past three games, 30 points, 19 points, and 29. Very beatable and. In the same way that great detectives follow the noses, I follow the targets. And this man's had 35 <laughs> targets over his last three games. Oh, Absolutely wow. insane. Um, obviously, it helps that he's had four touchdowns in those last three as well. But, I mean, with, with that kind of volume he's getting, even if he doesn't score a touchdown, he still odds on to, to beat the projection of 15. So, I just think it's one of those uh, weirdly low targets that I've got to attack. was um, no slouch on defense, but obviously not great. Um, could be a, a mini shootout because we've got two good offenses there when they're both clicking. Uh, so I think this could be a smash play for uh, for Mister Dell. Nice uh, tight endly.
0: I'm gonna go Evan Engram projected 11.6. Uh, seen over seven targets and five receptions a game on the season, along with 10.5 fantasy points per game. You know, reliable, consistent. You know, that, that's everything you know you can say about Evan Engram. He's a really good tight end. Only place he's faltered this year, similar to Michael Pittman, is touchdowns. But if there's any week to change that, it's this week, facing the Texans who are giving up league-high numbers in receptions and fantasy points to tight ends. So, Engram should have plenty of opportunities for fantasy success this week. I'm going Isaiah Likely. Let's go... No, Mark Andrews. Uh, I think he's a super talented tight end. Um, and hopefully he's the tight end one for this team now. A team in the Ravens that that has targets to be grabbed by someone. Someone needs to take control of this receiving core, basically. Uh, Zay Flowers hasn't done it so far. I don't think Odell's going to do it consistently. So, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely targets and fantasy points to be had here. I think the 8.4 projection for Likely... If he has a good game this week and establishes himself, he's going to be the lowest it will be for the rest of the season, so I'm jumping on it while I can in an amazing matchup against the Chargers. Uh,
1: Sharps. Uh, yeah, actually, a bit embarrassing this one. I had totally forgot that Lou had picked Evan Ingram and I also had him down, so I am pivoting on the fly, uh, scrolling down the tight end list, and there's only one man <laughs> that could slot in only one man that could slot in last minute, the wild card, the Wildcat himself. Uh, Taysom Hill projected nine point okay. seven points. Ooh, that's a <laughs> big projection for him. It's a, it's a big projection. I mean, we we know what, we know he busted for me last week, but the uh, the game script went against him. I think this Atlanta match might be a, a bit more what we're looking for. Uh, they're giving up a lot of points to tight ends at a glance, uh, and you know he's gorgeous. He's got a great smile. Um, yeah, <laughs> Taysom Hill. Can I can I just ask you to read out your Engram notes just to... Because no, we can no, compare. No, no, we can no, then compare no, who... <laughs> no, no, okay. Okay. Quarterback?
0: <laughs> no one wants to hear two notes <laughs> on Evan Engram. Very true. Quarterback, Thank yeah. You. Quarterback. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback then. Just to, to change the subject entirely. Yes. I'm going to go with Evan Engram's quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Have you got him shackles?
1: Uh, no, I don't. I don't.
0: Cool. Uh, projected 17.1 coming off the best game of of the year, his best game of the year by far, this past week. Two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns for Trevor Lawrence. He was completely in control of that team and the offense, uh, back on track with Calvin Ridley. Great performance overall by Lawrence, really. Um, somewhat to the detriment of you know some of the other players, Travis Etienne, for example. But uh, I am hoping that momentum for Lawrence carries over to this week in what is the joint highest over-under, of the week versus the Texans at 48.5 with the Jags. They're only favored by 1.5. So plenty of points to go around in this one. We hope another one of those games, you know, we point them at every week games that you want pieces in, um, The Texans, yep, they've been in a few barn burners recently. That reflects in the numbers. They've been giving up over 250 passing yards per game over the last three games. Uh, You know, With a fully healthy wide receiver room, again, I'm confident that the Jags and Lawrence, they they can put up numbers uh, against that defence. They can keep up with that Texans' offence because they've been red hot. They're going to have to keep up with them. So I've got confidence in Lawrence to keep it rolling, keep this game competitive and put up plenty of fancy points nice I'm going to go Justin Fields Uh, it was a nice performance from Fields this past week back from injury 21 fantasy points 100 yards on the ground and a pretty tidy game through the earth so that's exactly what you want from the man Uh, based on this and the previous two weeks before his injury it is and I say this with a huge amount of trepidation it is okay to assume that Fields from last year is back I think so, his 17.4 fantasy point projection this week against Minnesota should be too low. You know, Russell Wilson just threw 250 yards on them. They're completely middle of the road, absolute neutral defensive matchup. Um, and I think there's a lot of points to be had on this one, so I'm jumping on the Justin Fields bandwagon, unfortunately.
1: Sharps. Yeah, I've gone for Trevor Lawrence, uh, quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> 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 Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, Justin Fields, quarter. Um, Jordan Love, uh, <laughs> uh, Jordan Love, quarterback for the uh, Green Bay Packers. Um, his he started off the season really well and then slumped a little bit, but his his floor seems to be stabilised and his floor looks to be around the sort of fourteen point mark. He's projected sixteen this week, uh, and I think coming up against the Detroit team that's kind of the perfect team that you want to play against in fantasy when you're a quarterback because they've not got a very good defence so they score points on them but they do have a really good offence so you're going to need to keep slinging that ball. Uh, they are giving up the 7th most points to fantasy quarterbacks should be a bit of a juicy game if the Packers come to play uh, and I just think 16 is is a beatable score considering how, how open the game might be so uh, Jordan, Love, Jordan Love, Mr. Love and Man. Very nice, very nice
0: well Let's have a quick look at those games in Week 12. Sharps,
1: have you got a... Let's go. Um, Turkey-based. Have you got a turkey-based tier list for us? Giants, Patriots, Titans, Panthers, Broncos, Browns, uh, and without uh, Joe Burrow, I've had to put the Bengals Steelers in there. I think Broncos, Browns deserves in there. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree with you and I also agree with that position in was You cannot have a game in the Bengals and the Steelers with two backup quarterbacks and it'd
1: be anything less than a stinker. Yeah. A um, couple of kind frustrating, of frustrating crap, ones in the map because we've got really good teams playing against really terrible teams and sort of cancels it out a little bit. I'm sure you can guess a few of them. Uh, we've got the Cowboys against the Commanders, the Jets against the Dolphins, the Raiders against the Chiefs um, Colts Buccaneers has a bit of potential, but I had to go on May. Uh Falcons Saints Cardinals Rams and Vikings Bears. Sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Moving into the good, I think there's a case for a couple of these to be great, but uh, but uh, I went I went with good uh, Lions Packers Texans Jags Ravens Chargers Yeah, I'd agree. I think. Um and into the great. Uh two fat ladies eighty eight, we've got the Seahawks forty ers and the Eagles against the Bills.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um I bet the Eagles win that game handily. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's all we've got. That is all we've got. Any closing thoughts? Have a great Thanksgiving if you celebrate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good closing thought for this
1: week. I I said okay. <laughs> Sharples, any better closing thoughts? <laughs> um, listen, just just keep Mark Andrews in your thoughts. Pray for him. Uh, we'll try and get him linked up with Aaron Rodgers' doctor, and hopefully he'll be back next week. Yeah, he will be yeah. if that's
0: the case. I'm sure he will yeah. be back next and week. And quick shout out to listener of the show, Chris, whose fantasy team I beat this week. <laughs> Chris
1: Armstrong.
0: <laughs> cool. That'll do it. Thanks See very much for listening. You. See you in a bit. See ya.
1: Bye-bye.